Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 415 of the Department of Events. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlo. Yeah, I'm here. And I gotta ask, what is one way to guarantee to find out whether we're wearing pants or not? By being a patron. Remember? That's right. The only people who know that we're wearing pants or not this week are the patrons. That's right. If you'd like to watch us live every Sunday that we record, uh, become a patron at yeah. patreon.com slash Studios. Um, and you could be like our black belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman, who are always getting into some kind of shenanigan. I hear that uh, that they, at Hoffman Barrel Brewing, they don't air us live because they're scared that we might not wear pants one day and they might have us on the big screen and then now they're looking at some sort of ticket, some ordinance. Some sort of decency ordinance? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's also the reason um, we are no longer on any strip clubs is because uh, turns out the revenue goes down when we do wear pants. And also the all you can eat wings was a lie. So like it, that well, did not help. They stopped that the first time you went. Yeah. It was almost a show in itself, really. <laughs> I mean, it was a different kind of show. People were more horrified. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the kind of bones they were looking for. No, it was not. (laughs) (laughs) They were just terrified. Just fucking terrified. Which we'll find out when we do the episode for our patrons where I eat wings and just terrify them all away. <laughs> While not wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm picturing you in a wife beater and uh, like, and boxers and yeah. then just extra sauced wings. Oh no, like there's, there'd be sauce all over that uh, wife beater because uh, <laughs> like there's no show if there's not. <laughs> You don't do it neatly. That's right. If you'd like to see Carlos eat wings in no pants and a wife beater, become a patron today. <laughs> it's, it's on the board, I guess. I guess, yeah, maybe maybe we can make that like a... <laughs> some sort of subscriber goal for some yeah, odd reason. It, it'll be for your only flats. Oh, my only flats, yeah. That's right. That's a wing joke, folks. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so that's at uh, patreon.com slash studios. I'd ask you what our black belt patrons are up to, but I don't want we, to we, talk we, about yeah, this I, anymore. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Just want to move on very quickly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carlos, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, not too much. Uh, we went out to uh, the Mexican r- uh, restaurant the other night. Well, Which Mexican restaurant? The uh, Marich, not Azul, right. Azul Tequila. Yeah. Yes. So we, we were going to, so like we went out there and then like the parking lot was full because I guess it's Friday. Apparently everybody wants to go eat at restaurants for some yeah. reason. And then like, I was like, whoa, whoa. Because Casey's been wanting to eat, like it's been a long time since he had B-dubs. So it's like, let's yeah. go to B-dubs. We go there. Parking lot's not as full, but like, but pretty full. We walk in. There's a lot of people in front of us, all high schoolers, all waiting for a table. And it's like, well, let's wait for Mexican food instead. Yep. Yeah. And it was a better choice, though. I did eat so much Mexican food that as soon as we got home, I went to bed. Oh yeah. No, I. I that is a lot of food. It was, it was a lot of food. It. it was a surprising amount of food. And then it was, it was the bluegrass festival uh, uh, the other day. So uh, went out for that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Didn't really a- watch any performances. It was just hanging down in the, the back one. and heard the music. Yeah, and it was it was cold. It was cold. Uh, so we found a fire and we just hunkered down near the fire. Yeah, that's what we did. And we had a really good group. It was a lot of fun uh, hanging out with everybody. And we saw Dick Dolan for the first time in a hot minute. Yeah. And- yeah. Let's see. What else? Oh, and the weather was just fine enough today. Like, the sun was out at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. I was like, all right, time to bust out the mace and get the mace workout going again. So, oh, yeah. So I'm going to be sore tomorrow because I, I feel fine now, but that's not how the mace workout works. Like, you just yeah, it's the you next just feel day like shit the following uh, day. Yeah, I got I to gotta get out on the bike this week. I have that 150 coming up, yep. and I'm, like, a little, a little terrified because... I didn't ride all winter, oh, yeah. and so 
It's uh yeah I I we I, have enough room down here in the studio. You could have had like the the, the uh, bike trainer or whatever. Yeah, but that bores the shit out of me. Oh, it's not. And exciting. it's way too easy to quit. Mm-hmm. So I need to like I need to ride away from the house. So the only way I can come back is to ride back to the I house. I see. I see how it is. Like it's it's a it's a pure motivation thing. See, my issue is I see a hill going upwards, and then I feel the wind coming at me at the same time. It's like I hate this. That's my issue. With yeah, but then you get to go down. Every time you go up a hill, you get to go down. Yeah, there's a part where you go down, but like yeah. it's, it doesn't make up for the going up in the wind. Yeah, but you burn so many calories. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I actually had to fill my tires up uh, this last week because I... On your bicycle the, I, or in your car? On my bicycle. Oh, okay. uh, not my not my car. This <laughs> For once, not my car. I mean, it's really like I need to know every once in a while. I, mean, I, I did get my brakes fixed, everybody. So like, I haven't. I'm not in danger of crashing any more than I normally am. Uh, but I keep throwing the frisbee. Like the, it's been so windy lately, the frisbee like just catches the oh, wind. Oh, that's right. Over. You threw it. Uh, you threw it over yeah, the. It's a couple times thing, now. Yeah. So like, uh, ha- take the bike around because like I can't hop that fence because it's all pointy up top. I keep moving the uh, the mic. I'm trying to find like the right spot for the mic. This is a this is a new angle for me, and so I'm trying to figure yeah. out how how to get the camera in the right spot. So like I'm looking towards the camera. Yeah. And but also like not blocking my face, but also talking into the mic and doing all the things that I need to do and not move the cord at all because otherwise like everything just gets thrown for. Oh yeah, you can't move the cord. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay, this is just isn't where Oh god damn it. <laughs> it's just not working at all. Well, you know, it turns out that you're just in the wrong spot. Yeah. That's you could try like in the future attaching the camera the, to the mic stand. That might be helpful. So that way every time the mic moves, everybody gets a little dizzy. There's a little disorienting. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, but yeah, that's right, what I think I've been I got up to. it. I think I got it. I so that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Oh man, uh, let's see. So last week's episode uh, died in a dark hole that we're just not going to talk about. Um, so I went to uh, last week. I went to Gambit Brewing mm-hmm. uh, in St. Paul, which is owned by. Um, <coughs> uh, that's a hard name to say. Uh, it is actually, um, and I'm pretty sure he's part of the Lovecraftian uh, mythos. Like, yeah, I always mix him up though with Gazumtite. <laughs> uh, no, so I uh, went to Gambit, which is uh, owned and run by uh, the guys who did Bobtown and Roberts, um, which unfortunately is no longer there. Um, and had some had some food and some delicious beers, and the seltzers were a big crowd pleaser. Everybody really cool. likes the seltzers there. Um, and then, let's see, uh, went out to the garage a couple of times. This week, uh, it was Jacqueline's birthday, so uh, went over uh, to her place for that. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm like the most romantic boyfriend in the world, so I got her an extremely practical gift for her birthday. I bought her a, I bought her a knife. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, like a a really nice chef knife because hers was dull as shit, and I'm like, you're gonna hurt yourself. Would it be ironic if you were killed by that same knife? Well, so or is that not irony? I'm 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 getting there because that's because uh, like dramatic irony, right? So she opened it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, cool. And she takes it out of the thing and she's like waving it about. I thought I was going to get stabbed. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, this isn't this. This is how I go. You came close. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. She's practicing. You just got to get the practice swings in. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, besides like work nonsense that I was dealing with, uh, we went out for the Bluegrass Festival. I made uh, uh, tacos for uh, for Jacqueline's birthday uh, dinner yesterday and. And some pineapple habanero salsa and some mocktails. And then we went out and uh, hung out with everybody. And then today... Yeah, I think I've had the habanero salsa in the past. Like, I think we did burgers with it last year. Yeah, we did. They were fucking great. It was really good. Like, really, really good pineapple habanero salsa. Um, and then, yeah, went to... Uh, well, I didn't actually do anything today. Uh, I've been playing Horizon, mm-hmm. the new Horizon game, which was a lot of, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, then recorded some Homebrew Bound today. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I could have sworn there was something that I really wanted to talk about, but I don't remember what it was. Well, you know how it goes in the middle of the. Oh, I saw the Mario movie. Oh yeah, yeah. How was it? Surprisingly fun, but also very confusing. Oh yeah. It feel it felt so disjointed. 
like none of the acts like really strung together. It, it felt like it was a bunch of vignettes that we were just kind of like passing through and there was no like real like good through line. What was the uh, best part of it? Jack Black. Yeah. Hands down. Like favorite. Jack Black's Bowser was just incredible. He was a just a riot and just a ton of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to do beer or do you want to do next quarter mile? Let's do the next quarter mile. I got to finish this beer anyways. All right. Uh, do we have a Carlos's car corner this week? We do not. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just not in danger of dying. Oh, I mean, yeah, so that's oh. that's good. Yeah. I guess. The next quarter mile. Yeah. All right. It is time for the segment where we talk about the next quarter of the Fast and the Furious movie that we are on. We are now on the third quarter of Fast 9 yeah. or F9, the Furious Saga. Yeah, it's uh, we're covering these movies a quarter movie at a time, and we're coming. We gotta finish this one up clo- soon because uh, Fast Ten is coming out. Yeah, and it's still unfortunately not called Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. They can still change it. There's still time. There's still time. All right, so uh, let's let's jump right in with plot in sixty seconds, and you are apparently doing plot in sixty seconds, yeah. which I forgot. Yeah, I'm on the odd number parts. Yeah, yeah, I I forgot. Yeah. So I also did it, but. You have to do it. Yeah. So and uh, so like the plot in 60 seconds is where we discuss the entire franchise of Fast and Furious from the very beginning to the point of the franchise where we are. So every time that we do this, like we have a little bit less time and a little bit more we have to squeeze in there. The time stays the same. Uh, so here we go. Uh, you want to count me down? Well, hang on. Let me make sure I remember how to use this. It's got a stopwatch he's just toying with. Well, it had numbers on it, Mm -hmm. and then I had to, like, figure out how to reset it and make sure I could start it and stop it. I've told you, like, before that, like, Matt had, like, messed around with it, like, one time, and then he left it going, and then, like, it just had an alarm that just went off. (laughs) Yeah. It took me a while to fix that. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two... One. Tony and Brian Max on Dom's sister while hunting his gang of TV VCR combo thieves. Bad cop Brian lets Dom get away. Now a bachelor surprise fighting drugs in Miami with always hungry Roman. They win by crashing a car into a boat. Elsewhere, shitty driver Sean crashes, burns, and Spanish to Japan. Learns art of draft, drifting from Han. Han dies. Previously, another place. Dom, Letty, and Han do a heist. Dom runs off. Letty dies. Bad fed Brian. Dom team up. Revenge happens. Now Dom, Brian, and Mia lay low in Brazil. Agent Hobbs is on the trail. The way out is with a big heist. Finch dies. They steal the vault. Later, Dom finds out amnesia Letty lives. The crew get together for taking down Shaw. Gazelle dies. Shaw goes down. Post-credit Han dies. Now Decker Cha wants revenge, killing Han and wrecking house, but nobody backs Dom. After the L.A. shenanigans, Shaw is captured. Then Dom goes rogue while trying with crew to try to stop him and Cypher. Dom is surprised dad. Elena dies and little Bri is saved. Then Dom's brother Jacob captures Cypher. Peligro Minas. Uh, Han's alive again. Tejan Raman go to space. How much uh, time did I have? You have like six seconds left. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I, I've really... Uh... I've really trimmed my thing down a lot, trying to yeah, prep for, trying uh, to prep for Fast Ten. Yeah, like I, I, I'm like I like I was like practicing like oh wow I have like a I can talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might not be fit be able to fit Fast Ten in there if I do that. Well, yeah. Um. All right. I have the hard part. part. Like like, it's, it's, like the plot in sixty seconds is hard, but it's nowhere near as nowhere hard near as, as the hard ten, second as the 10 second car. Uh, and the ten second car is I have to describe the quarter. Of mile that we just did, yeah, in ten words. Yep, no, no. more, no less. That's right. That's ten it. words. Ten second car. All right, ready? Yeah. Roman and Tej ride to motherfucking space in a car. Yep, that's it. That's ten words, and that's uh, that. That's basically what happens in this film. That is. Uh, we we actually had a debate before we started recording as far as uh, <laughs> motherfucking and whether it's one word or two. One words. word or two. And and like, I, I had to I had to change some shit around because it's one. And well, because like it's if there you put a G on there, then you can separate them. But if there's no G on there, it's one word. Yeah, and it's motherfucking. Yeah. Uh, holy shit! Let's talk about this. So quarter. yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, there's some parts that were like kind of like went on for too long, but I'll get to it. Well, so, 
Yeah. Let's see. We pick up where Ramsey is uh, trying to tail Otto. Um, and she can't drive. No. She waited till F9 to find out that she can't drive. Well, so sh- to be fair to her, she didn't uh, show up until F8. Well, no, she showed. Oh no, F7. she showed F seven. Yeah. That's right. So you they figure that she'd pick up driving skills through osmosis. Well, no, that's not how this works. That's how driving skills work. That's not how plot works. <laughs> it's just <laughs> on you. and like nobody knew this. Like it was a surprise to everybody involved. Except I, if I remember, uh, Fast Seven, she says she can't drive. Maybe. Multiple times, which is like a whole plot point when she's trying to hack God's eye. I don't remember. Well, she's busy hacking. I don't know if it's that she can't drive and hack at the same time. No, but she can't that's drive. Insane. Like that's that's part They're of the thing. They're saving that for a fast ten where she hacks and drives at the same time. Uh, but yeah, it's they're in a magnet truck because like, why were there magnets in the truck? Uh, to scramble the security cameras. That's. They have these uh, re- these pa- these pa- these uh, massive electromagnets that they talk about being more advanced than anything they've seen on any market before. Yep, and it's for scrambling security cameras, yeah, and, and for pulling cars through buildings. Apparently, yeah, uh, I, I don't that's po- at the perfect time <laughs> when you can't see the other car. Oh yeah, like it's just like very powerful. Like the, like people are dying. Pacemakers are getting ripped out left and right. But now, no, nobody dies because... Well, because they're in a superhero movie. Yeah. Roman and Tej are in the back of this car, uh, and we see, like, a little... We see Otto back in his uh, the garage with all his minions. Uh, after, so this is after they capture yeah, yeah, Jacob. So Jake, yeah, so Jacob uh, is, like, doing this whole, like, zipline escape thing. Dom teleports to the top of a building yeah, somehow. I, I, and I, I feel like I must have missed something because he was driving... And, all and then of a he was on a rooftop. He's on a rooftop, <laughs> so he can tackle Jacob, who's on a zipline. Yeah, so he'd have to know where the zipline's going. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, you—it's very easy to see where a zipline's going. Yeah, because and then you have to that, teleport that's how zip lines nearby work. where the where the <laughs> zipline is. Zip lines only have like they have a start and an end. There's no, and they're they're fighting. Uh, they're punching through walls uh, because it's a super not just movie. punching through walls. They're pushing each other through walls like the goddamn Kool Aid men. Yeah, John Cena like punches and like a chunk of the wall just is gone. Yeah. But luckily, slightly taller than John Cena, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Somehow taller. Real life. Two inches shorter. Two full inches shorter. Yep, 6'1 versus 5'11. Yep. Yeah, and so basically they capture him. Well, he because he falls, uh, Otto is on the wrong road. And they manage to just knock his car through a building and capture it. We don't... Like, we don't see it. Like, his car, like, he should be dead because of the speed he went through through the building and smashed into the inside of the truck that had the make. Well, also, where are Roman and Tej standing in that truck? Oh, oh no, they're in there. They're dead. <laughs> They'd be dead again. <laughs> they're dead again. Except Roman, also, like, he does another thing. He's like, see, no scratch. Oh, yeah, no. Not a scratch. After they, That was after they have their fist fight back there. Yep. Which, uh, that was a fun. That, that was a fun scene, and then uh, uh, Cipher calls Otto Yoda, Yoda because he thinks he was. He somehow thought he was Luke Skywalker. He's making these Star Wars references yeah, out yeah. of nowhere, and yeah, he just starts making like Star. He's like, I don't care if you have to get X wings, hire Chewbacca. Like I was like, I was like expecting one, and then like he kept going with he it. Kept, he just kept riffing on it, and then he assumes he's the good guy, which. That makes sense. All bad guys think they're the good guy. But, like, it, he's so obviously... It's so obvious. Well, he's European. Well, yeah, that's your first hit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You can't be European and the good guy unless I've you're seen, James Bond. I've seen Bond movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, uh, and then Cypher calls him Yoda because he's a puppet with a hand up his ass. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> but who's the puppet for? Is, is she trying to who's say that John master? Cena has his hand up his ass? Is that who's tr- I think she's trying that, to say? Maybe. But like he's hired John Cena, and like he's gonna be, he's the one who's going out there to rescue John Cena or Jacob, I guess. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, John Cena, Jacob, they're the same person. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And uh, 
Let's see. They uh, oh, we finally do see. I was I was gonna say I guess I'm gonna knock this movie if uh, they don't have Roman eating, and Roman's quietly enjoying a meal, and they're messing around with the magnets, <laughs> and Tej ruins his meal <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> also erases all of the all of the hard drives in the room. Yeah. and destroys so much. Uh, computer equipment of his own computer equipment yeah. just to steal Roman's fork. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like they're just misusing this stuff. They have no they don't know what money is. <laughs> no. Like we never they're see, gods at this well, point. Well, because like we're, we never talk about like how are they yeah. affording to do all this? Like they they're globe trotting. They're car, they're shipping their cars everywhere they're going. Just everywhere. Yeah. And they're like travel mean is a time is nothing for them. Like they must be burning through so much money. And then uh, we see, uh, we find out that uh, well, Han returns. Everybody sees Han's back. Yep, yep. And then um, Roman Roman asks the important question: How are you here if you blew up in a car? <laughs> Tej so, tries to cut him off, and uh, we find out that Giselle was a nobody asset. Yep. I mean, I thought she was just part of a gang like when we first came across her. No, no, she was she was in uh, uh, she was like Mossad Secret Service or something like. Or formerly Mossad. Formerly Mossad. Yeah, it was a whole. Thing. And now she's just like in a drug gang because that's yeah. what Mister Nobody cares about is a drug gang. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Shaw's drug gang, right? Yeah. We find out that the or, uh, no, it wasn't Shaw's drug gang. It was somebody. Uh, which drug gang was Giselle? I can't tell you. God damn it! This is the one that killed uh, Letty. Oh, that's Shaw's. Oh, no, no. That was, uh, okay, so that that was uh, Fast and Furious. That was the Mexican four. cartel one. Yeah, Fast 4. Yep. And uh, there was the one that was at the bar the other day. And Elle's, uh, we find out that the person with Han is named L. I guess, because yep. we, we hear it also, a couple times. Also, we, uh, we, we also get uh, some confirmed timeline nonsense, mm-hmm. which I really liked. So Han died 10 years ago in the Fast and the Furious yeah. timeline, which means... Uh, Sean, who was 19 years old in Too Fast, Too Furious, and looked like he was 30, is now uh, only 29, but looks like he's 50. He looks like he's 40. Or 40, yeah. So, like, he's aging at the right amount. It's just that they had a... His timeline's broke. They had a 30-year-old play a high schooler. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 2000s and the 1990s. That's uh, what they... <laughs> no high schooler was played by somebody who's in high school. Right. Well, I, I like the beginning of that uh, movie too, where um, he basically uh, gets in that drag ra- or that race with um, Brad from Home Improvement. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good movie, man. I really like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. And then uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, so Elle's parents were shot. She's apparently the secret key the whole time. That yeah, they're she's for. the secret key. Um, um, oh, Han gets shot somehow, yeah, but the, doesn't get shot. The backstory, like he goes to rescue her because he's there to steal the thing. Then he she, he finds out that like there's a girl there, so he tries to rescue her, and he gets shot a bunch of times, but he's still somehow successfully he's just re- fine. saved her. Yeah, and then Mister Nobody blows him up. Yeah, like, they used uh, the fact that uh, there was somebody coming that after that Shaw him. was coming after him, and that was uh, apparently the Shaw killed him ten years ago. Which I, I the timeline is weird. Yeah. So there's ten years there. Before, like, so that means like some of those those events happened ten years ago from where we are at now. Yeah. Weird. Well, considering the first movie came out twenty years ago, mm-hmm. or twenty twenty two years ago, like that's we we can forgive the timeline a little. Yeah. Bit. And uh, let's see, Jacob was he? Oh, he was a. Uh, Originally a, an agent for Mr. Nobody. Yep. And Dom's still taller. We see that again. Yeah, yeah. Good good two inches taller. We find out, and like people come and rescue him, of course, because he knew, because he knew where the base was, so everybody was aware. And uh, we find out Toretto Sr. was fixing the race because they were in debt. They were in debt. And Dom is not does not care. You should have come to me. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? But Jacob promised his dad that he would never know until now because now he's no longer a Toretto. Oh, yeah, because like Dom was saying, like, he's like, uh, you don't deserve the name. Yeah. Yep. So and then Dom does a pointless sacrifice. Like, they're, he's, they're running through the bridge. They're trying to escape from all the people with guns. And or they no longer have guns. They're making us care of that. And Letty's going I was on one side. He seals the door. 
So like Letty's on the other side, and then he fights all the guards, and then knocks the bridge down, and then it, this is they take a Fiero to space, and this is the dumbest part of the film. The, so he's falling down after taking out everybody and destroying the bridge that he's on, and then he has this flashback, this unnecessarily long flashback. Yeah, the revealing things that. We already know. Like, there's nothing new. We no, find nothing out here. new is revealed. It's just revealed to Dom that that, he's, that like is like okay. I think th- see things in the past from a different perspective. I guess, like, not really that different. It's just like he's just an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, he wakes up because dumb. Letty saved him, and there was no need to do any of this. Nope. Because Letty was right there the whole time. Yeah, he could he could have just shut the door the other side. In fact. And they're still at the same old base. Like they, they didn't even leave that. No, everybody's no. still there. Everybody's still there. It's just like it's just a bunch of dead people. Everybody in it now. Everybody that was on the bridge is now dead, I guess. And that was everybody left. Yep. And then it's uh space time. Uh, they go. Oh, I see. Uh, I th- Roman says uh, orbit. That's outer space. He's to let us know what orbit is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see them in diving suits on a rocket car on a plane. Yep. Uh, and Roman is eating candy. Yeah, we find that out like when they actually make it to space, like when they're actually in space, all the rappers start floating. <laughs> he eats when he's nervous. And Sean's a pilot, I guess. Like he just can fly a plane. Yeah, but doesn't know how radios work. No, but apparently everybody can fly a plane probably. Like they're in the Fast and Furious I mean, franchise. Uh, planes are basically cars. Though, speaking of, what is Roman steering? Yeah, like when they're <laughs> when they're blasting off, he's like turning the wheels back and forth. And like, there's not even wheels on this car. There's not even wheels on the car. <laughs> Nobody would allow him to try to control the rocket with a t- like. I love that they took a bunch of stuff off to save weight, but left the steering wheel to make him feel better. Well, he, he probably needs it, otherwise. He- <laughs> yeah, they're in scuba suits, which like we were talking about it during the movie. It doesn't make sense. You can't use yeah. who's well. So Tej is like, well, no, they're both for uh, for compensation of pressure. Except a scu- uh, like a dive suit um, has immense pressure on the outside, and then has low pressure on the inside to like push back against it. That bubble um, and space is the opposite. Yeah, where you have high pressure on the inside and no pressure on the outside. They would rapidly be unconscious and then dead. Also, a a balloon. Mostly a balloon. You don't turn into a balloon when you go. No, in no, space. no. The, the suit would turn into. Oh a no, the, the space suit would be turning turn into a balloon. Yeah, and they wouldn't be able to reach anything. No. Like, yeah, it, yeah. And then uh, there's a uh, the magnet charger we see, and they're because they're doing some car stuff again. Oh yeah, yeah, and like Dom can uh, either push cars away or pull them close with his magnets. Yeah. And his car is unaffected by like the Newton forces, like the, no, like he's putting all this force on these other cars, and he's not moving at all. Well, yeah, because they're the ones yanking, being yanked back and forth. Yep, and I, I do love that Tej just like keeps referencing physics and math and the numbers while they're going to space, like, just like, and like this shit with Dom is happening, and none of that is physics. Like, they're, they're trying to say like, oh yeah, all these numbers make sense. It's like there's nothing to make is, is none of this like, makes sense. Like the only one who is self-aware, like Roman, yeah. is is the only one who should like like he he's figured it out. They're gods. Well, like he didn't do enough science class, though. He says like so like he he didn't try hard enough, so like he doesn't understand the science and numbers at yeah. all. So. I I I have a theory. At the end of the series, um, they're all gonna retire to the top of Mount Olymp- Mount Olympus. Oh yeah, and they're just god. They're just Greek gods. Is that how Fast Eleven is gonna end? I think so. They go to Greece and take their rightful spot on the top of Mount Olympus. Like Zeus, like kneels before uh, no, Dom. No, no, Dom we fight, we fight. no, 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 <laughs> no, like Zeus kneels and gives the throne to Dom. And like, and then, then he stands back up and we see that all along. Dom is actually taller than Zeus. <laughs> By two inches. Yes. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, Fast and the Furious F9, part three out of four. I finished my mimosa sour that I'm fin- drinking. Oh, that's an old beer. I wanted a sour. And it's still, you know, sour's like, it's still oh, got yeah, the no, sour. I, I, like, when I was looking for beers today, oh, man, there were so many sours, and I just was not in the mood for a sour. 
Uh, so going around the table right now, uh, we have a beer from Saturday Beer Company in Madison. Uh, this is the Unfiltered Pilsner. An unfiltered American yeah. Pilsner. Uh, in the great American tradition of America, we aren't really trying to filter things because freedom. So we decided to make our Pilsner an unfiltered American Pils because we want you to America as hard as you possibly can from this can. Enjoy that golden bliss. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you look at like the lettering on this thing and that's just a Saturday? And just like just the fact, just the word Saturday. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? It's like a newspaper? I think of Paperboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is because it is the days of the week they're going yeah. through, and Saturday's one of them, and it's very hard. <laughs> they did not make easy games back then. No. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is from uh, Saturday Brewing Company, uh, I, like or Saturday Beer Company. I had, I had not heard of these guys until I saw their beers uh, at, at the liquor store. Um, their, uh, their thing is a national holiday that comes once every week. Saturdays are people that want to... Uh, want a lounge tour of America, so grab your roller skates and let's boogie, because a Saturday is a terrible thing to waste. Um, and so they have this uh, unfiltered Pilsner. They have a beer called uh, Impromptu Pool Party and a hazy IPA called Lawn Lines. Hmm. These all sound like fun summer beers. Yeah, boring beer for cool people. Uh, this is a crystal clear beer. Uh, holding up to the patented beer light here. Um, and I'll pull it up to the camera for those of you guys. This watching. is a lot different than the American Pilsner I had earlier today. That Bud, that bud Light? <laughs> that was not a good beer. Ooh, aroma. Man, that's really nice. Nice little hoppy, like, fresh cut lawn. Yeah, like you're getting flavor in here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... Trying to Trying to figure out what flavor it is because I don't. My palate doesn't. Ooh, jump to flavors. That's interesting. What flavors are you getting? Um, I got to. I got to do another sip here because it's, it's like it's not what I was expecting at all. No, from, no, and I, I'm trying to like recalibrate here. I almost don't like it. Really? I think it's because of the the beer that I had right before this one. Uh, there's, there's almost like a metallic note that I'm picking up that are, that I'm, that I'm having, uh, having an issue with. It's almost like there's like a, I need a palate cleanser. Hmm. Like there's like a little bit like on like the front of my tongue that I'm hitting, uh, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to place what that is. Like maybe that's just metallic, but I don't think it's metallic. What I'm no, I'm, I'm getting it on the back end. I got a. Not what I was expecting at all from a like normally like if you see yeah, if I see man, like, I don't uh, know there's 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 a there's a hop character too that I'm just like I'm having trouble with. Do you know what hop is in it? Mm-mm. Um yeah, like I'm getting metallic and like uh almost mineraliness, and then like there's this hop character, there's a little bit of sweetness. It's not and it's just not sitting with okay. me well. Well, I mean the last pilsner I had was as I mentioned was not good. Yeah. So uh, this is way better than that one. So I I, I think I kind of like this. Uh, I, good, good. Yeah, this I is like a, I, I don't think it's a bad beer. I just don't think it's for me. Yeah, like it's like it surprises me. Like what I was going, what I was uh, like when I see unfiltered uh, pilsner. This is not what I expect. Hmm. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, nothing like nothing exciting. Like it's still a pills. Yeah, you 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 want you want to give it a number? Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a a six and a half. I know I've had so like the thing is like it's good as far as like drinkable. Uh, I don't think six point five should be a, a treated as like a bad number. Yeah, but it's just like there's there are better pilsners out there that you could get than this one. Like I'm gonna give it a four for right now. All right. Um, I like right now I'm not going to finish that beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to go grab an IPA and like, see if I can palate cleanse a little bit and right. see if that's going to help. Good luck with that. Right. Uh, will you vamp for like 20 seconds while I go yeah, grab a I beer? Yeah, I could definitely just vamp for 20 seconds here. Let me see what I got here to vamp. Uh, Landel the dog is just like sitting right there. Nope. 
door open. Now it's uh, Lando's leaving too. It's just me now, just me by myself in the studio. We have this uh, this list of uh, liquor drink, like uh, mix drink mixes that we can do. That has been on the table, on the studio table for probably five months now. The liquor Nomicon. That was part of the uh, Heroes of Arcadia game that we did back then, and it's just. It lives on the table. Like we we didn't do any of these mixed drinks at all. Like this isn't even rules. This is just mixed drinks, and it's just what are you been salty about? Like we've just the, the oh just the the just the mixed drinks for Heroes of Arcadia that has just been on our studio table for five months. Oh, I mean, it just never made it back into the box, and it just lived. Which there. means I haven't like I I really need to go through our game shelf and like reorganize it. Yeah, it's a little disorganized right now. We have a lot of board games as since we uh, go to Gen Con every year, and we always end up with more. And Heroes of Arcadia is not a small game. All right, so resetting my palate with some Dale's Pale Ale. Taking another sip. Oh, that actually helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up anything else, or no? I still like it's. It's just that metallic on the mm-hmm. back end. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll bump it up to a five. Yeah, right. I just yeah, it's it's just not my favorite beer. All right, what's next? And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. Earlier this week, Belgian authorities destroyed every single drop of a shipment of 2,352 cans of Miller Lite in Ypres, Belgium. Uh, yeah, no, Lando didn't like that, so we're not going to do that. Uh, the beers labeled as the Champagne of Beers had first arrived in the country in February. A joint statement issued by the authorities and France's Champagne Committee, a trade organization representing the French region of Champagne, uh, confirmed the beers were destroyed because they infringed on the protected designation of Champagne. Well, that was, that's not, you're not saying they're actually Champagne. Uh, it went on to refer to the beers as illicit goods and said the recipient of the beer in Germany, where the cans were headed, did not contest the decision to destroy it. It's not clear from the statement uh, who is importing the beers. Uh, Charles uh, Gomer, uh, managing director of France's Champagne Committee, said the eradication of Miller High Life beers highlighted the importance of the e- uh, that the EU attaches to designations of origin and rewards the determination of the champagne producers to protect their designation. This feels like a purposeful hit job against Miller and, <laughs> really and like the beer's not good, but like they're calling themselves the champagne of beers, like not literally champagne. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, according to uh, in a statement for, uh, provided by Molson Coors, the parent company of Miller High Life, uh, they said. Uh, the beer has probably worn the nickname the Champagne of Beers for almost 120 years. We debuted the brand just before New Year's Eve, uh, 1903. Of course, we respect uh, local restrictions around the word uh, Champagne, but we remain proud of Miller High Life, its nickname, and its Milwaukee, Wisconsin provenance. We invite our friends in Europe uh, to the U.S. anytime to toast the High Life together. I mean, maybe have some better beers. <laughs> like, if you're going to come to America. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some- especially if you're coming to Wisconsin, guess what, New Glarus. Yeah, get some better beers. There's a lot of local breweries around this place. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. there. Don't do do that. Um, <laughs> don't don't have Miller High Life. Yeah, just maybe for, maybe listen to Homebrew Bound and like learn about some local yeah, breweries. You could do that, or listen to the most recent episode that'll be going up where uh, find out like just you taste bad beer or or local gas station beer, right? Well, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we well, it's not. It wasn't good, right? Don't tell me it was good beer. It was it was it was it was bush light and bud light. Yeah, so it, it wasn't was, good. Yeah, and then not local. We just went to a local gas station. Yeah, oh yeah. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. the beer is local. No, no. I mean it was found locally. <laughs> <laughs> it's become an annual invasion of sorts at the Department of National Defense headquarters in Ottawa's West End. Our arch enemies, Department of Defense. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you're talking about the geese that I'm going to talk about. I was like, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, as breeding season is underway, Canada geese have taken over the grounds of the West End campus on Carling Avenue and are testing employees' duck and cover skills. Employees discovered or described the volatile situation uh, to CBC's In Town and Out with nests scattered across the grounds and on rooftops and cobra chickens at the ready to attack anybody who invades their space. Cobra chickens? That's what they call geese. Who? Who calls them cobra chickens? Uh, these people. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like the name, but, but like, what the fuck? I've never heard that before. They are highly protective, and they become aggressive from the moment they start laying eggs, said Chris Sharp, a biologist uh, with the Canadian Wildlife Service. He said the cobra chicken moniker stems from how the geese coil up uh, on their nests, and if disturbed, quickly stand up, spread their wings, and hiss. They're telling you that you're too close, Sharp said, and you better back off. In an email sent to employees, the department gave some tips on how to handle an aggressive bird, including giving it some space, raising your arms to appear bigger, and backing away slowly. I heard that, like, they can break arms, even. Yeah, no, fucking geese are terrifying. So, want to hear a a, a fun story from my childhood? I haven't shared this one before. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, I must have been six. Uh, we, we, we was like, we're going to have a, a, a family uh, picnic during my dad's lunch break at his place and like at his at, 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 like the engineering place. And like they had like a pond and a geese. So like we were having the picnic and like it's, it's a nice day outside in, uh, in North Carolina. And I wandered down to the geese and like I get like there's, there's geese there and like it honks and it runs at me a little bit. And like I run away. I don't get attacked by it. But like that's not what made me like that. What like I I had like as I was doing that I see like somebody in like another office and they probably are just like sitting at their office like boring job <laughs> they're seeing like some kid like about to get stabbed by geese so they're like what the fuck is going like is this kid gonna get like killed or something and like but like I see that I felt like it was like uh, I was being judged for trying to annoy geese so I like that made me cry I mean. I feel like you were in the right in that situation. I was fuck in the geese. wrong. I should not have been allowed to go buy those geese. No, fuck geese. My parents were right there. So, uh, here in River Falls, there's a uh, there's there's a thing called like what, the White Pathway. Um, it goes around Lake George, and uh, Lake George is basically just goose poop soup. Uh, and uh, when we lived on that side of town in the old studio, I would run around Lake George right near all the geese. And they would put their nest right next to the fucking pathway, and I'd be running, and then I'd get chased by fucking geese yeah. every day. You know, there's a... We could solve that, though. But by just, murdering the geese? And, well, but we can't personally murder them all, all the geese. Why not? We need to have nature take care of itself. So we import an Let's animal arm the that ducks. goes after eggs. Like some sort of snake. No! Goes after eggs. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> we get some uh, some egg snakes to go out there. We're not go. bringing egg snakes in. The winter winter will kill them. Why don't we just bring in mammals that would do that? I don't know if any like animals. weasels. I know he wants weasels around. I'd rather have weasels than sneezels. They'll survive the winter. <laughs> Weasel, and then we just have weasels. <laughs> so will snakes. Nah, they'll, they'll, they burrow into the ground and they come back as baby snakes. Do and there's egg more snakes of them. do that though? I've seen Indiana Jones. I know what happens. I don't think they t- touch upon the the life cycle of snakes. Uh huh. Because they cook a snake and then they cut it open and a bunch of little snakes just fucking crawl out and it's goddamn terrifying. I don't think that's how snakes work. What? You can't cut a snake open and have You've snakes. seen Indiana Jones. I, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know if. In Temple of Doom, they cut open the big snake and a bunch of little baby snakes crawl out. But they, and then they eat they them. They come from eggs. Not, not all snakes uh, come from eggs. Some are live birthed. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. Don't look it up. <laughs> okay. I I know my enemy. All right. Yeah. I know my enemy. So we can't bring snakes in and no weasels snakes, are no, no go. Okay. Well, so speaking of uh of like uh bringing things in to kill other things, mm-hmm. uh, a competition in New Zealand for children to hunt and kill feral cats has been scrapped uh, following public outcry. Yeah. Uh, organizers of an annual hunting competition caused an uproar when they announced a new category for children under 14 to hunt feral cat- cats for a top prize of 250 New Zealand dollars. Like, I, 
Like I, I, I understand. On the one hand, like it's you should not do those competitions because what happens is uh, we've seen in the past is people just start farms to raise them and then kill them so they can then turn them in for to get. Money. Well, that's I, it, that's that's a little different. Uh, that's that's if you do a bounty program. Yeah. Right. This is this is two hundred and fifty NZ, which is. Oh wait, wait wait wait! But these are only the, but they uh, does money only go to kids? Yeah. So you're asking kids to become serial killers in the future by just murdering cats? Yeah, feral cats though. Yeah, this is, it's which little, is one hundred and fifty-three bucks. Like it's there. There, you're not going to start a, a cat of, farm for that. No, I mean, you could. Like that's a lot of money for a kid. Well, yeah, but the kid's not going to start a cat farm. They might. Some industri- there are some industrious kids out there. So the category, which came with a warning for youngsters not to kill pets, has been scrapped. Organizers said in a statement on Tuesday, uh, New Zealand Society for, uh, for, the, for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals uh, said it was both pleased and relieved that the children's category, which involved uh, shooting feral cats, has been removed. Children, as well as adults, uh, will not be able to tell the difference between a feral stray or frightened domesticated cat. The overall competition, uh, which is going ahead with other categories for hunting wild pigs and deer, uh, is being run as a fundraiser by the Rotherham School in the country's South Island. Organizers said vile and inappropriate emails have been sent to the school and others involved. Our sponsors and school safety are main priority, so the decision has been made to withdraw this category uh, for this year to avoid further backlash. But I, I get why it was implemented because it's like it's a big part is like protecting the environment of New Zealand. And well, the cats are New, a huge advantage. Yeah, so New Zealand is uh, their their goal is to be, um, well, what is it, weasel free uh, in twenty fifty, basically, mm-hmm. or uh, possum free in twenty fifty. Um, but that includes uh, like cats and things like that. So there is uh, a peninsula. Off of uh, off of the North Island by Wellington, that they have start they started doing this a few years uh, like I, don't know, I think it was like ten years ago, um, and they've been pushing it back, and it's a completely like uh, basically mammal free zone, like there's not even rats there anymore. Mm-hmm. So New Zealand had before uh, before like pigs. And rats were um, introduced into the into the island. Had one mammal, yeah, which was a bat. Otherwise, it was just birds. And so, a lot of their indigenous species are being killed off right. by by all of these uh, invasive, invasive. And like it, it, a lot, like basically, they should like all these cats need to be should be like spayed and neutered. That's more. Uh, uh, that's probably better for everybody to take. But like that, like I also understand like they're trying to prevent. Tr- well, and it's it's the it's the feral thing. Like, yeah. yeah, all 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 the house pets should be spayed and neutered, right? Yeah. Um, and it, and honestly, and like, well, you can you can still like spay and neuter like feral cats unless they're really out in the wilderness. But in which case, like that, you're already going through like a tr- lot of effort to even find them at that point. Yeah. So. Um, what I what I think will be will be interesting to see if they do, and what I think they should do is they should take um, a very like similar. So, have you heard how they're getting rid of smoking in New Zealand? I have not. Uh, they are making it illegal for anybody uh, born after X date to ever buy cigarettes. All right. Right. So it's not like you can you can't. So basically, if you're of age now, you can buy cigarettes. Yeah. But anybody younger than that will never in their lifetime be able to buy cigarettes in New Zealand. Like, I feel like that's a dumb way to do it. I no, think. actually, it's a great way to do it, because oh, you're, you're you're not infringing on the, on the smokers' rights right now, right? Yeah. But, like, that's the thing, is, like, maybe you should. If you're going to implement, like, a policy like that to prevent, like, the, I think maybe you don't grandfather it in for other people. I think you have to start, like, phasing it out. Like, you start... Well, that, no, so, so what they're doing is they're, like, the people who are already addicted to cigarettes, we're not going to force them to quit... But we're not going to allow new people to become addicted. I I, I think it's a really interesting way mm-hmm. to do it, where you're not like infringing on any rights. It's very fascinating. So I think what you do now is nobody else can have uh, cats as pets. Anybody who has a cat as a pet right now, you get to keep your cat. Nobody else gets new cats. I feel like though it might give uh, Texas ideas. Like once you're at a certain like, now you can no longer vote. If you were born before this date, you can't vote anymore. And then this like. You know, just help a... Yeah, but Texas can't read, so they're never going to know. 
They're putting the Ten Commandments back in school. Yeah, I saw that. That's a that's that was, as that always. Was a, that was a news story I was gonna put on here. And then I, that was it's too always depressing. A, it's always just like a, a show. They're doing putting a show on because it never stays. This has been done before. It doesn't stay because there's other religions, and you can't be promoting one religion at a public high sc- public school on per- like over other religions. Like you can't do that. Jesus says otherwise. Well, the, the, like, was, is it the, the is it church or temple of Satan will like will fight this and then like they'll have to go back on it as always. As yep. Because it's the same song and dance. It turns out that we've seen this one. And it's just this wasting taxpayer money every time. Yeah. Got another news story? No, just more things about feral cats in New Zealand. The last last time we had a cat story. Talking about killing cats, we lost a uh, we lost a patron. Yeah, for well, animal cruel cruelty. Yeah, we shouldn't be killing cats, and that's on you. Why? You're always a big fan of the killing cat stories. Like they should that they should get rid of them in New Zealand. They need to get rid of them in New Zealand. It's bad for the country. They need to control it if they want to preserve the birds. Yeah, they need to control it by getting rid of cats in New Zealand. I've seen some posts about like how it's almost as bad as like dogs being let outside, like just to do stuff outside. Like, Lando doesn't get any birds. I've never seen him successfully get any sort of. <laughs> He's never even chased a bird. He's like, oh, they're yeah, I can't get that. They fly. <laughs> are they a frisbee? That's different. Yeah, like dogs are way less destructive to the environment than cats. Yeah, just because they're too dumb. Yeah, and not they're. I, I shouldn't say they're too dumb. They're not as lethal. Like a, a cat. Like so, when I had a, a cat back in uh, Colorado by the name of Nutmeg, uh, that was a, it was a, it was like a young cat at the time, and uh, it like had a bell put. It was de- front paws were uh, declawed. So which was, oh yeah, yeah. It was which back, was back in back which, in the so day that, so when that, that was a thing that happened. So that one. So it went to the vet once because it was attacked by a dog. Because surprise, you don't climb a tree as fast if you don't have you don't claws. have claws. But uh, also it. Uh, uh, the uh, nutmeg got a, was like really good at getting birds, and then so a bell was put around the neck. The cats learn how to be sneaky with it. Like it's like a like like a ninja, like you, like ninjas, like you train ninjas. You basically, just upgrade the cat by putting a bell on it. Like they get better. It's like classic ninjas, like training. Like we're gonna cover you in bells, and you gotta sneak still. That's what cats do. They learn. The bell does nothing. Cats are kind of terrifying. <laughs> like th- th- they will kill all the birds they can, <laughs> no. and they don't even want to eat them. Uh, so that's it's why it's just I, for murder. Well, it's just like their instincts. I, so like I get why New Zealand does not want them. <laughs> yeah, I they get need that. to go. Also, all their birds are fat and slow and dumb, except <laughs> for the Kia. Like they have so many ground birds that are just like do 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 do. <laughs> we don't have any natural predators. <laughs> meanwhile, the Kias are purposely breeding the cats. Yes, <laughs> probably get rid of the competition. Like that's why they're like tearing shit off of vehicles. Early bird gets the worm, but if there's less birds, easier for us. <laughs> easier for us to get the worms. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our discussion topic today. Yeah. What's the best spaceship? That yeah. has a lot to do with cats. Just the best spaceship. Just the best one. And, like, I think we have to take the Millennium Falcon and take it off the board. I don't think that's the best spaceship. I think that's the coolest spaceship. It is the coolest spaceship. And I think, well, think about it. It has all the amenities that you need for, like, being comfortable in space. Well, so we don't we don't know that. It has, like... I assume it does. I guess. Well, so like, so what? What we know about the Millennium Falcon is like is surprisingly little as far as like what we've seen in films. I mean, it has a full on like entertainment room. Yeah. I think it has decent bedrooms, but we've never seen them. It has so much storage space and so much secret storage space. It's, it's got to the bedrooms got to be decent. Like, uh, like no spaceship is going to have amazing bedrooms, but we haven't seen them. I don't know the so. The the bedrooms on Firefly, you know those weren't bad. Yeah, like, like Serenity had uh, some solid uh, some some solid like bedrooms. Yeah, uh, and like a good like communal space and like a little doctor quarters. 
I think Serenity is a better ship than the Falcon. Comfort wise. So this the uh and the problem is though, like if you want comfort though, a Star Trek ship is the best. Oh yeah, no, I mean like, don't get me wrong. Like, like you're on a cruise. <laughs> you are uh, like the only You're on a cruise with lasers. Well, you're on a cruise though with people that the only people like that are going to be on board, like, well, on the fl- you don't want to be on the flagship. Because like those full of go getters who are gonna be working the twelve hour plus days. Yeah, those people suck. No, you, you don't want that. Uh but you also don't want to be on so you don't want to be on an enter- enterprise class vessel because then when they need cannon fodder for the films, they're just gonna blow you up. Yeah, and uh so I, I was thinking- So the enterprise can get away. Like honestly, you wanna be on the enterprise, um, and you wanna be high enough rank where you're not like one of the main officers, but you're also not like a red shirt. You want to be in that that perfect middle where you never get blown up. So, I think so. My favorite ship as like a kid growing up was the the bird of prey they had in like Star Trek the Wrath, not the Wrath of Khan, the the one that was after with the the, the whales. Uh, three, four. four, four. I think, yeah. Yeah, so like, as Star Trek Four was, they had like a bird of prey as their ship, and I thought that was the coolest ship ever. It turned invisible, looked pretty cool, but uh, I think probably like the and like the like one of the coolest ones I thought later on though, like was like in, in uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. They have uh, they had the the one where it could be run by one person. That was gigantic. The USS Vengeance, like that thing looked really cool, but like the problem is that's too far back. They don't have. All the cool stuff like the replicators, the the room, yeah, like it's like one of those like like a galaxy class ships like the Enterprise or like you want like a, a ship like that. So I mean, so those are neat and those are fine, but it's not the best. I don't think it's the best. No. So I and like so defining the best is very very hard, but I think I think it's very easy. The TARDIS is the best. That's a very good one, and that's very close to like, <laughs> that's very close to what my, what my best one is. But let's talk about the TARDIS. So, because like, the TARDIS has uh, like he doesn't even like he lost the swimming pool. It's so large. Like yeah, there's like, so much it's, stuff it's so large, and it it's constantly regenerating and reconfiguring. Uh, like nobody, but nobody knows how it works because the instruction manual was lost ages ago yeah but it's also like it's it's a living ship but it also can camouflage itself as anything as long as it's a like, blue police box <laughs> well no uh, as as long as the chameleon circuit isn't broken and it's been broken for ages well yeah um and uh but it you also can't get into it unless you have the key mm-hmm. and it can go through time and space Oh uh, yeah, no, it's very versatile, yeah. and but like it also never and, quite goes. And it you, translates everything for you. But the problem is, it always brings you to where you need to be. It never brings you where you want to go. That's not true. Sometimes it brings you where you want to go, unless there's some place because that you but need only to be. only because you need to be there. Exactly the place that you're you're trying to go. Yeah. So it's it's not great as far as accuracy, but like it's but very, it's great as far as adventure goes. Yeah. But it's not the best as far as adventure goes, which is where mine comes in. But what could possibly top the TARDIS for, like, a? Uh, and you know what I came up with? The Magic School Bus. Fuck you! The Magic School Bus is a TARDIS. Everybody knows that. But it's not a TARDIS. It is a TARDIS. And it does everything and then more that the, the TARDIS does. Do you need to travel through time? It'll do that. Yeah, it'll travel through time, space, and shrink itself, which the TARDIS can do. It'll it'll do all sorts of wild stuff. It'll it's wild what that thing can do. And you know what? Because Miss Frizzle's a Time Lord, everybody knows that. The Magic School Bus is just a TARDIS. The TARDIS cannot shrink. Are you looking, trying to see if you can find a, an example of the TARDIS shrinking? That oh, the TARDIS itself size it became big, but that's because it was dying. And it became small. Uh, like I think it was like a storage mode, I think. Yeah. Uh, in the episode, the alien time traveler, the Doctor, <laughs> is trapped inside his time machine and spaceship, the TARDIS, after the TARDIS' external dimensions get shrunk by two-dimensional, extra-dimensional, cre- uh, extraterrestrial creatures, which he ultimately dubs the boneless. <laughs> but he was stuck inside. Basically, the yeah. You take the magic school bus. You just hop out and just like you're fine. Like you shouldn't. 
Like it's a wildly dangerous ship. But like you just, I don't know. I would say the magic school bus. Also, it's yeah, no, no. So in Flatline, the TARDIS shrinks. It, oh, so it does shrink. Yeah, I, I have. A, would you like to see the clip? No, I, I don't. We don't need to watch this. <laughs> I don't. Know, maybe, maybe it is a TARDIS. I mean, it's never gone inside Ralphie. The TARDIS has never gone inside Ralphie. <laughs> but also, the Magic School Bus shouldn't have gone inside Ralphie. Ralphie should have got the fuck out of that class. Also, the Magic School Bus. No, 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 not Ralphie. It was a. Was it Arnold? Uh, Arnold was like the redhead. Arnold was the redhead. Ralphie was the one who was sick and yeah. then went inside Ralphie. Yeah, no, like Arnold, Arnold was like at my left, like well at, at my old school. Or no, no, that was uh, that was that was his uh, cousin or whatever. Yeah, no, 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 that wasn't his cousin. Uh, God damn it! Arnold was like, I I didn't want to do this or I wasn't supposed to. And he's right. Arnold was basically the Dante of it. He should have left. He like he never wants to go on the adventures, and he's right every time. Like, granted, the one time that his head froze was because he, he literally removed his uh, helmet because his, uh, his... Phoebe was, like, at my old school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but he removed his helmet on Pluto, but somehow survived. Arnold? Yeah, yeah because he... Uh, his Did head you... Fr- do you remember the uh, Magic School Bus uh, video game? No. Where like or like Magic School Bus in Space, where you had to do all the mini games and all the planets in order to like fix the school bus. No, you never played that one. No. Oh man, that'd be a good BNS place. No, the uh, the but like the time they went in like Ralphie's body, that was pretty gross. Uh yeah. Well, the, the, what about the time they almost baked well, themselves into a cake? Well, they also went in somebody's body again another time when like uh, somebody was turning orange. I think it was Arnold. They went inside that time. And it was because he was eating uh, these things that were like, it was literally he was eating these uh, green oh, snacks. Oh, keratinosis! Because he was eating Arnold is actually su- suffering from keratini- keratinosis, which is the orange discoloration of the outer skin due to the excess intakes of keratinoids, yeah. the orange pigment. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, he had too many uh, carrots. Yep, but like they, the, but like he's snacking. They on also, them. they also helped. Uh, Help uh, Miss Frizzle dose or uh, dope during a uh, during uh, an athletic event. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Miss Frizzle was in this. Uh, oh, hang on. Miss uh, Frizzle uh, cheats during uh, event. There's just no rules in that classroom. No, no, yeah, so it's Miss Frizzle works out, right? Yeah. Um, we can we'll watch the we'll watch the episode after because I think that'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, but anyway, so she's like she's like in this like rowing competition yeah. or bicycle competition or whatever, and like the uh, the magic school bus shrinks down and they put they inject oxygen directly into her muscles in order to reoxygenate them because the blood isn't pumping fast enough, and so she gets an extra burst of speed and wins. She doesn't like give up. like does she forfeit afterwards? No, no, no. Cuz she's just straight up fucking doping with the school bus. <laughs> <laughs> and using children to make she's basically doing what uh what one ball bicycle guy did. Oh yeah. But with a school bus. Oh yeah, yeah. And like it's not going to show up on any Lance Armstrong, that's Lance his Armstrong. name. Like it's not going to show up in any reports. Like that's like Yeah, nobody's looking for school buses. <laughs> <laughs> it's really small, you're not going to find it. So like I feel like the school bus has more features, but I think the TARDIS. I, I, no, probably, I, I think I think you're right. The school bus is. But on the other hand, the TARDIS is probably way better to live in. Yeah, like it's that's it's more designed for living. And like the school bus is going to get you from point A to point B, and any other points you All need right. to go to. So do you do you have a an opinion on real world spacecraft on which is the best one? Not. Not really. Like I really like. I'm a big fan of the shuttlecraft because that's why. Like I grew up like looking at. Like it was like the the shuttlecraft was just like fucking cool. I mean, hell. I don't know, man. Orion is really fucking dope, and like the SLS launch was incredible to see. And then like I, I like I remember like the first time I saw like what the like the moon lander looked like. It's like wow, right? that's what they landed in. Like it was like a rock. It's rickety. Have you seen one? 
Uh, I haven't seen it in, like a person, but like I had like a toy of it. Uh, yeah, like uh, you saw, uh, you saw the capsule uh, when we went to because um, they they had one on the carrier that we went on. Oh, that's, oh yeah, I saw yeah, that. They had a carrier. I don't think they had a lander there. And I've I've seen space like some of the space stuff that was at the because uh, I went to a uh, aerospace museum down in Florida before. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know the lunar lander is insane. Yeah, but like that that shuttlecraft was just like so cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, have you seen a shuttle up close? I have not. Oh, we should make a trip to Kennedy. We should. Uh, so I really want to go. I want to like. I really want to see if we can get like tickets to the manned launch. Mm-hmm. Um, in a few years. Oh, the the one to uh, the moon. The moon. Yeah, I think that would be incredible. Yeah, I think that'd be, be a lot cool. of fun to go yeah. down to. There's a uh, so. Um, there is a hotel like in in the town of Titusville that has like a rooftop bar that you can watch the launch from, and they only allow people who have like rooms at the hotel up there during the oh, during cool. the launch. Yeah, so I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah, they're probably already booked. <laughs> uh, they haven't set the dates yet, so oh well, no, but they're probably already booked for those. They probably already have like people very called and reserved. Well, they haven't set the dates yet. So, oh no, like reserved for like, hey, when, whenever this is, oh, so I mean, I'm going to reserve it, and here's a bunch of money for that. But maybe not. You know, maybe maybe I have a chance. Maybe I have a chance. Maybe, maybe. All right, should we get out of here? Yeah, let's do that. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. Follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week.